beautiful people, it is yet another beautiful day to check in on what is going on in Rwanda. So welcome to today's episode. It's your host, Jade Natasha Iriza. The world celebrated International Women's Day on March 8th. And my status stories were filled with appreciation posts from people to the women in their lives. It was so lovely and flattering at the same time. I myself got to receive some kind words of appreciation from men and women in my life and well I sent some too. It is funny though and quite interesting that you may think it was Mother's Day instead since almost everyone was posting their mothers. Some of my friends were curious to know how Women's Day came to be a particular day celebrated worldwide. Well I got you guys, here we go for story time. The concept of International Women's Day started in 1908, when 15,000 women marched through New York City demanding shorter working hours, better pay and the right to vote. It was Clara Zetkin's idea to make the day international. She suggested it in 1910 at an international conference of working women in Copenhagen. It was first celebrated a year later in 1911 in Austria. Denmark, Germany, and Switzerland. The United Nations made it official in 1975, and the first theme adopted by the UN in 1996 was celebrating the past, planning for the future. March 8 was formalized in 1917, when Russian women demanded the right to vote as well. The date when the women's strike commenced is when International Women's Day is celebrated today. So, this year we are celebrating the 111th International Women's Day. It is about working towards a world free of stereotypes and discrimination, a world that is diverse, equitable and inclusive. Our guest today, Juliette Caritani, a renowned women's rights activist and gender promoter, is happy to be with us. Let's hear what she got in store for us. Welcome, Juliette, to our podcast, Rwanda Check-In. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me here today. Juliette, let's start with the most basic question. How is it like being a woman in Rwandan society today? I think uh, today, a Rwandan woman um, is educated, is empowered, she has those in place that uh, protect her and uh, uh, just being in equal to a man and in the law, knowing that makes me feel happy that I can even say or do anything that I want that benefits me or that is in my rights because of the laws in place today in Rwanda, so she's, she's empowered, that's what I would say, yeah. What does it mean to be a women's rights activist? Um, this means uh, having beliefs or um, being an advocate of uh, women, for the women's rights. Uh, let's say, for example, advocating for them so that they can be equal to men 
and this goes deep in laws that are still in place or social norms that are still harmful to women. For example, today uh, in the law, uh, in the family law, a man and the woman are both heads of the family. But when we advocate for that, it's for, let's say, uh, in the culture, it's the, we still see uh, women or men being called mutkware, yet if we, we go by what the law says, there's no mutkware in the, in the family. So when we advocate for that, it's, it's for, for those kind of mindset to change. But also, we also see systemic violence that are still done to women, even if laws are still in place. But when you go in the data, we see that women are being, uh, like there's still violence against women today. And uh, maybe because of the, of, the, of the mindset that men have, um, because sometimes when you talk to men, they say some, some would say um, it's it's okay for for a for a husband to correct or discipline a, a wife, his wife. So and and if and if we we look at it very closely, we see that we still have the bride price that is paid, and we have some Kinyarwanda saying uh, of Narabukoye, Urumugorewanje, Urumujangwanje, and that contributes sometimes to the gender based violence because they feel like you are my property, I bought you, you're part of a family and that's what, when you link that to now them being the heads, you can't find that. So maybe do what we always advocate for, what I always advocate for is to abolish the, the whole bride price thing. Why does a man have to pay a bride price? You're not a property. You, 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 you are your own person and both of you fall in love and decide to get married. So it's, it's a whole circle of, um, of things. This is just one example. So when we advocate, we advocate for things to change and uh, so that the, the, the gender equality of the, or the laws that are in place becomes a reality in our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. What do you think makes a woman feel empowered? Uh, is one for her knowing uh, or being informed because um, as I told you we have good laws today but if you're not aware you can't even be aware of standing for your own rights so a woman who's empowered is educated she has um, she has uh, the right opportunities to 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 money to power to, to to her rights, she knows the whole the, the constitution what she, what uh, her rights are. So uh, being empowered, I would say, is a, is a woman who knows her rights. That's like one is information, but also the, a person who knows where to go in case she faces any discrimination or any violence. She knows that she can go to to institution that can advocate or institution that um, can help her to, to, to attain uh, her, her rights. I don't know how to, how to, to say that, but it's a woman who, who is really educated, but also has opportunities to, to, to means money, power. Yeah, that, that's a, 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 a woman who's empowered.
Yeah. If you had to correct one problem for women in the world, what would you fix? One thing is to dismantle patriarchy because all these problems that we have today is because men are dominant and most of the things, even if we would have laws, but at least if we dismantle the patriarchy, which is like a very big uh, elephant in the house, that will that will make the lives of women easier and we will live in peace. Because today we have femicide in most of the countries in Africa where men feel like they have the right if they're angry they can beat a woman and kill her. Uh, women don't feel safe in the world. I've always said this when, when a woman takes a taxi and goes somewhere you, 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 you pray so that you can get home safely. I once asked my colleagues that uh, if, to, if I'm at work and, and, and you are surrounded by 10 women, you are you're working late, and would you feel threatened? Would you feel would you would you fear to be around those women? They're like no. And then I told them that I would fear. I would fear to be in a house full of 10 men, and I'm the only woman, because in my head I'll start playing scenarios of them coming up together and trying to hurt me or do something bad to me, you know. So uh, it's that whole system that we need to break. Women need to feel safe wherever they are. Women need to, to, to know that they are, women, they are human beings. So because we, when we advocate, we want women to be considered as human beings because there are so many places in the world where women are treated like objects, where they're treated less than even they're treated less of human beings and that's not correct yeah a lot of gender-based biases still exist up to now and this is a hindrance to any form of development whatsoever well at least one that is gender inclusive which ones come to mind when you think of them for me I feel like um, there are two things we can't be happy when we hear women being killed every day. You can't be happy when you hear women are, are being beaten and they don't have rights. So for those women to hate men is a total, for me, it's acceptable. Because you can't be, you can't be happy. Let, let me take, give you an example. If, if, you were, if you were born of rape, right? and your mother was raped, and you have a daughter who's being raped, what makes you, what will make you love, love men? But the problem is that our society doesn't understand that anger is part of women, uh, is part of feminism, because it's, it's an emotional um, accepted, um, can I say? It's, it's a, because you are, ang you are, ang you are angry. Your rights are not being respected, and then be carrying that anger is part of asking for their right, right? Because you can't be given rights on your on on a silver platter, right? So you need to fight for it. So this is part of someone's emotion because they felt or went through something. I have a friend of mine who whose mom was killed by by her dad. Do you think this girl loves men? 
so this, this, these are stories of people and if they, they feel angry then that, that, that's, a, that's an okay thing but now when we come to advocating and asking for, 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 for right there is also a place to educate men to, to, to educate the society and also show them that these people these stories this is what people did to these um, to these women so we need a collective a collective effort to change this but we shouldn't dwell on their anger because it is their right to be angry you know so for me if you want to if you want to change let's continue to educate but let's not dwell on people's anger because these are their stories and they have the full right to express those anger yeah because uh, sometimes we feel like when we hear let's say it's just an example 23,000 girls who got pregnant these are these are stories of 23,000 teenagers you know and I don't know if we, when advocating we'll advocate when we are happy no this is a this, this is this brings anger into people because in those 23,000 there are so many of them who are raped right there are so many of them who are defiled by by all the women by, sorry by all the men so why why why, why anger is is acceptable right it, it's an emotional it's an emotion that has to be accepted because these people are going through a tough time by the time we have everything in place we see equality being um, a reality in our lives maybe we won't be angry again most of these biases are the common excuses to problems like domestic violence sexual harassment anicopay marriage or spousal rape Juliette can you kindly elaborate more on the signs of gender inequality? Yeah, uh, so when we talk about uh, the anicope, domestic violence, and many of these, most of them are, are still rooted in, in the patriarchy. So the first thing is for women to be aware, to, to have information, cause to know that this is not right. There are rights and laws that are in place for them. So and it's it's different when an empowered woman or some a woman who's informed about her rights is being um, beaten or or she's being raped. The way she will advocate for herself or the way she will go and ask for her rights is different from a woman who doesn't know anything. Because first of all, let's 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 know that. There's so many women who are not privileged enough to know that what they're going through is wrong. For example, a woman who is in the village, she's been taught by the church that she has to be submissive. She's been taught by the culture that her husband is umutkware or the husband is the head of the family and she has to agree to everything that that is being she, he says or she's been groomed in the bridal shower where they tell her that she she has nothing to she, when a husband says something she has to obey so that that woman is different from a woman who's privileged who has information who knows where to report and who can also even advocate for herself so these are things that we see every day in every day in our lives but women 
who are privileged or we we have we need the collective effort to 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 break down all these biases and all these um, all these things that are still um, what can I say there are still uh, yeah barriers to 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 equality. So when we talk about my my to rape, people need to know that this is actually. Uh, um, Condemned by the by the law, yeah, I don't know. They're condemned by the law. They need to know that. They need to know that their law is in place and they can go and 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 file a case. Be- just because you're married doesn't give the right to your husband to rape you. It this means that even if you're married, you have a say. You need to you need to know that you can say no anytime you want. The same also goes to 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 men as well. It doesn't mean that any time, because I, I, I mostly see this. They, I asked one of my friends if, let's say, if a, a woman has sex with you and you don't want, say, ah, that would be a privilege. So men actually don't think like they can be raped because they feel like they are manly and they're the ones who take a decision. So for them, it doesn't mean anything. But we see mutual rape mostly to women because in the culture they show that a woman has to be submissive and also they also say that men have have sexual uh, a higher sexual drive than women so anytime he wants to have sex you need to be ready and you're being taught this in the in the bridal showers where everything your aunties and your mother say you need to take it like a bible that's so wrong when we come to ecope or anicope as you say um for example, just take an example of journalists, because that's where I, see, I still see Anikope. You find you are a journalist, you have a, your, 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 male co- your, your colleague who is a man. Both of you are journalists, both of you have the same contract, you have the same duties, but sometimes you find yourself getting less, like not a, like equal, equal money to the, same, to the person that you you guys are doing like the same job. So we need to have policies in place in most institutions where in the HR everything is well explained and women and men are getting the same salary. Because that, 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 is, that, is, that don't be a problem. If you have the same contract, you're doing the same job but you're earning less and the other one is earning more just because they feel like ah this is a man they go they can they even have excuses you hear ah this one can go and report and go to the field and go in, let's say in the misozi but for you you can't because you're a woman or maybe you can even get pregnant you see that's why we're paying you less so we need to know and stand for our rights so uh, the first thing now as, as I said is information a woman who's not informed, and those are many of them, they need to know their rights. We need privileged women needs to inform them. We go to radio stations, try to educate them about the law, but also have all these NGOs that are doing works in Rwanda to continue educating them, but also awareness on the laws, especially the gender policy laws, so that all of us can have an an idea of where we are as a country today, what laws are in place for us, and we we try as much as possible to make them a reality in our lives. Let me take you back a little mm. bit. 
mentioned something about equal pay. Would you please tell me why uh-huh. you think it's important for a woman to also have the same access to finance as their counterparts? Because she's a human being, as simple as that. She, you went to school, you are earning your own money, you have to get the same salary as your male counterpart. Let's not even take about, let's not even say, uh, talk about women who are educated. We see women who build houses or buildings on the road. All of you are Bafundi. Why does one need to get 1,000 and the other gets 3,000 just because she's a, he's a man? They do the same job. If you see these women, you would see them climbing uh, this building and, and really putting in effort yeah and also as a society we need to change the mindset if we see a woman driving a taxi let's not be surprised she's doing her job because most of the time we, you you see a woman driving a motor or a car we feel like ah this one you know she's special no she's just a human being who's looking for money as the same way uh, her man counterpart is so doing. When we go to back to our homes, mm. our community, mm-hmm. does it also mean it's okay for a woman to have the same financial say mm-hmm. at home? Like of course, that? it's your money. You have to decide on together. If you're married, that means that you have to decide together. But I always see this. I've I even asked some married people. They they say this thing of like um, you know this when when you're when you're getting married and you're signing to you're signing to Murenge, they say that they do this collective. Um, I just forgot the name, but they they put their all their money together. So they, there was this friend of mine who told me, ah, that's just for formality, but you can't you can't really join an account with your your wife because you don't know how she might she might misuse the money. You know, so let them know and also have like financial literacy to know because there is also um, um, because we have um, gender-based violence, so so many types of gender-based violence. So there is this violent, economic violence where a man can can ha- can can have power on your money. You would go to work, you join the account, but he's the only one who has the right to withdraw the money. So you find yourself being in a position, you're working, but it's the other person who's taking the money. Or they will even have, uh, they will even have excuses like men are logical. So when I'm trying to balance, to, to 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 plan for the money, I will do it as a man. So women need to understand that these these are violence. This is a violence done to them. You know, you understand. So uh, women need to be aware, and they need most of the most of the the number one thing. Being informed. If you have a joint account, have a say on your money. Know how your money is being is being uh, spent, so that you know, you know. So, because it's a partnership. Because you don't you don't want to have a partner who is taking all your money. Let's say if this is business, you will want to know how the money is being spent and how and what is it contributing to the business or what is it contributing to to the family. So, a woman. Having a say on her money is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. So how do we break these biases? It's uh, an everyday thing. 
it needs to be done collectively, calling out uh, stereotypes, calling out discrimination, um, and and also um, doing it collectively, by by individually, but also collectively. It's something that you, let's say if you see your your friend being harassed, call it out right in there, and also inform. Sometimes people are not informed. So you, you will call it out, but also inform. Let's say, for example, if someone touches you and, uh, uninvited, <laughs> this person is touching you, and I see it, I'll call it out. I'll tell the man, please stop touching her because she didn't give her consent. Let, like we are friends. I know maybe like this is not your, you, you guys are not in a type of relationship, and I know you haven't given your consent and this person is touching you, I'll call that out. I know it's not easy. Sometimes uh, they will tell you why you're saying anything if the person I'm touching is not, is not even saying a word. Why are, you, why, why are you concerned? So the thing is you need to do that and also educate that person. You tell them that touching someone's body without invitation is sexual harassment. At least they can be angry at the moment, but you will teach them not to do it the next time. Yeah. So if it's a person who wants to change, they will understand that they will not do it again. So is this a woman working? No, no. It's uh, it's it's all of us coming together. We have men allies who understand these things. Yes, they have privilege, uh, but. Um, they, they are part of this fight. A man also as well can do that. So if they see someone being harassed, they can, they can talk about it and educate their, their main counterpart. And, that is, and if we continue to do this, we will need also uh, these, um, the NGOs to continue to educate. It's, 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 a, it's a journey. But at least let's put in our efforts. It's not something that we will do only during the Women's History Month. It's it's a, it's something that we need to do every day. So to educate and call out all these biases and stereotypes. To say that, for example, a woman can't have money. What is she going to do with the money? Yet she will get married and all that. No. What if she doesn't get married? Even okay. Or what if she gets married, but she needs to earn her to earn her own money? So uh, we need a collective effort and individual effort as well. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Women's History Month, what would be your message? Uh, my message, which goes with the theme this year, which means that we need to break the biases. Let's all join, as I said, join effort individually and collectively to break all these stereotypes and stand against discrimination. Any type of discrimination done to women, discrimination done to people with disability, and let's continue to make uh, the gender equality a reality in our lives. We might not reach, because uh, for us, the world, to reach at the gender equality we need more than a, a hundred years and because of covid it even delayed uh, some of the, of the of the work but at least in the next 100 years at least you as an individual or us as as as, as collective let's do let's do our work let's do our part we are today where we are because 
our ancestors or the women who came before us did something. I heard uh, there was a time we had a discussion with uh, all the women. They were telling us that it was that women didn't even have the right to own their own bank account in this country. But today, there are people who, yeah, see, the way you just look at me. So there was a time it was not a reality, but some women fought for that. Some women fought for equal pay in this country. It's not a very big issue. It's an issue in the U.S., but at least in Rwanda, when you go to apply for a job, they will pay you the same amount that they pay a man, right? So um, we are here because of them, but also let us also do our part. Maybe today is to fight all these biases and uh, stereotypes that we need to fight as young people and then in the next 25 years maybe we'll hear no more bride price being given to the family of the of the woman and uh, you and your husband will maybe try will decide to do a traditional wedding or you go to murenje and when they they the young people who will come after us will look at that and say oh these people did their part also let us also carry uh, the next 25 years until we reach to that gender equality where we'll, see, we'll have no issue. The, yesterday, uh, our, where I work, uh, our boss asked us if celebrating this day is a good thing. And we say it's not. It's not a good thing because we wish not to celebrate this day in the next 50 or 100 years. Because we are celebrating, we are celebrating because we are celebrating the small milestone of women's rights, yeah? So by the time we have all these rights in place and women having all their full rights, we won't celebrate again because women will all be equal. So let's hope that in the next uh, 50 years we won't celebrate Women's Day. Oh, we won't celebrate Women's Day and asking for a right, but we will all be equal and see feminism being a reality in our lives where men and women or uh, men and women being equal in the law, in our rights, in our lives, in our everyday lives. Okay. Yeah. That was quite interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Juliette, for your time. Thank you so much for inviting me. just gave us an interesting perspective. She said that if all the problems that hinder women's empowerment or women's well-being in general were not existing anymore, then there wouldn't be any use to celebrate Women's Day at all. Wow, well, I think I'll take that home and think about it. Do the same. Thank you guys for staying till the end and I will really appreciate if you could provide me with some feedback and feedback can be shared on our Twitter account at the New Times Rwanda or via our Facebook page. And please, please follow and share and reach us on Instagram. Remember to also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Alright, let's meet next time. Simplest. Bye.